Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Tons going on. Tons to get to. We've got an interview with Troy Smocks at the bottom of the hour. He was uh, held in, in prison, in jail in D.C. for a year, uh, charged with a crime on January 6th, but he wasn't at the Capitol. Very interesting story, and uh, we'll get to that at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around with uh, for that. We also have another situation where some teachers and, and a school um, are going after parents and like doxing parents, I guess, when it comes to parents daring to speak out and getting involved in um, in the education of their children. I always thought, I always thought that the teachers wanted parents to be involved because if the parents are involved, it's an easier job for the teacher. I mean, Carrie, wouldn't you think that? I mean, if the parent is involved, the teacher sends home work or, or there's a mm-hmm. some sort of behavioral problem. I mean, that would be you could it'd be a team effort, wouldn't it? Absolutely. You work together, but sometimes that is not the case, is it? I just don't understand why they would want to have this separation between the educators and the parents. It just doesn't make any sense. All right. It is. Uh, we're going to have all that for you and a whole lot more. Maybe we just play the Thursday song right, right here. I don't know. No. Nope. It is Wednesday. You have to play it. It is his birthday. We might have to play it. Wait, wait, wait a second. Hey, you know the boss of me. Yeah. You got to play it. Play it. I will, I will dox it. you. I will oh, yeah. tell the people. <laughs> I know people I'm doing. <laughs> All right, what day is it? Play it Wednesday. Yeah. Skip it, song. Come on. He's so old. Dude, you're not. You're not that far off. Look, very far away from that old guy. He was 70. He looks horrible. What are you he talking about? He's not 70. But he was, I thought he was 70. 60? There's no, no way that guy's 60. He's 60. Come on, you know, dude. Saying that makes me feel Feel what? Old, actually. <laughs> well, you should. I mean, uh, you guys uh, hey, have birthdays hey. right close to each other. I mean, you know. Well, we do, but years and years apart. Eh, yeah. I don't think the, I'm, yeah. I don't think yeah, the end true. was necessary. Just years. It is, yeah. Not years and years. And, Years, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, stick into that. He's still a hateful guy. I mean, he's just a negative guy. He just, you know. What are you talking about, hateful and negative? You know nothing. You know nothing about him. You know what I know about him? I know his politics. Uh huh. And they suck. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they do. I just wish he would shut up and sing. What's wrong with that? He does sing. He doesn't do that when he's, you know, in concerts. Do you call it singing? Do you, like do you call it singing? Have, I do. Let me call ask it you this. Singing. Let me ask Actually, you this. I do. I let do. me ask you this. Have you ever gone back, and because you didn't, anything I suggest to you, you don't do, but have you ever gone back and tried to listen to the original recording of him singing live at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction? Not, um, not, the, not the one they fixed. Go back and listen to the actual recording. The guy's a half step below. He can't sing anymore, Carrie. He used to be able to. Yes, he can. He can, too. I, I heard him a couple of years ago, and I'm sure he'll be great this time around, too. So They, pop, they probably yep. auto-tune his ass yep. live in concert. You know they can do that. 
No, he won't do that, though. No, he's an artist. You can tell. Oh, no, he's, he's an, an artist. He's original. He's genuine. <laughs> you are such a fangirl. Yes. It's horrible. It really is. It's true. I've crushed on him since I was 13. What do you want? I don't think there's anybody alive that I would be that big a fan of. I, I don't. I mean, I'm thinking about it. If Elvis were alive, obviously, because I was a huge Elvis guy, but he'd be, you know, in his 80s, um, yeah. like 86, but or 87, actually. But, I mean, today, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Who is there right now that I would go crazy? Because I interview some really big names. I mean, you interviewing do. Bill like Medley is nobody? huge. I mean, yeah. so much so much more important than Bon Jovi. Be fanboy? Hey, I don't know. Hey. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody that I would actually do that with. I would. Here are some people I would like to interview. We're going to talk about music for a second. I'd like to interview Steve Perry. I would like to interview oh, that guy absolutely. because he was the oh, voice of a best. generation. And oh, he was right gosh. before Bon Jovi. Yeah. Um, and then when he went off on his own, and then all the drama that was involved in Journey. I mean, just having that guy on, I think, would be okay. How was it like yeah. being that guy? Um, yeah, now, I've I've interviewed Peter Cetera, who was the lead singer of the of, right. of Chicago, Chicago when they when they had their biggest hits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to, to interview Dennis DeYoung from Sticks. I mean, just huge Ooh, that names. Would be good. Yeah, but I mean, but those are like in my wheelhouse. So I'm growing up, and I'm here when I'm in the car bopping down the road. When I just started driving, these are the guys that were on the radio. So that would be kind of mm-hmm. neat interview them but i don't think i would fanboy over them you know what i mean i would just ask them questions and stuff and really want to know the answers like i i really get the feeling that if you got in front of bon jovi and had a chance to question him you'd go (laughs) that is exactly what i do i would embarrass myself i'm terry i know that i love you i love you yeah what would you get out i don't i don't know that that would be it i love you you know that's it and he goes, security. And somebody. Then somebody would rush me away from him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be worth it. It'd be worth it. Sam, let me ask you this: Have we ever tried to get Bon Jovi on the show? Um, I think we reached out quite a few times, but we never get a response. Well, normally the response I think is, um, "Does that carry still work there?" <laughs> no. No, that there is, is the no response, restraining yeah. order. Yeah, no. it's pretty much it's the restraining order. <laughs> So, so if I got, if I got, what's his face that, uh, that was what the other guy, what's his name? Oh, the Richie? other guy. If, Richie? I, got, if I got Richie, oh. would you, would, would that be okay? Well, sure. Yeah. Could you question Richie? I could. Yeah. 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 I'd be fine. Really? Yeah, I would. And what if he said, John is the bad guy here. He's the antagonist. Okay, I have to, I have to stand up for, really? stand up for John. I think I would. Yeah. I don't yeah. Think I'm very I mean, it would be that. It would be that. <laughs> I'm your number one fan. Yeah. Paula, who, who would you fanboy? You know, I don't even know. I've known you a long time. Who is like, holy crap, I get to interview that person or talk to that person or spend time with that person? I don't know. I, I don't know if there, if there is such a person anymore. Um, what about like boys to men? Well, I mean, I, I, it's, it's funny you say that because they have one of them on TV right now. But um, I mean, I got to see them in Vegas. You know, that was pretty cool. Um, are you like a super mega fan of boys to men? I, I guess so. I mean, I love their harmonies. I think they sing great of it, but I, I'd be happy to question them. I, I wouldn't like freak out. I don't think. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I would freak out, but I mean, Carrie literally would like pass out in front of Bon Jovi. That's how weird it is. It's weird. (laughs) I would. You know what I mean? Like I used to think Kiss was such a big group growing up, but I've interviewed Gene Simmons and I've interviewed Paul Stanley. So, I mean, I, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, when I get into that position, I never am like overwhelmed by it, which is good because then I can ask questions. 
But um, yeah, I mean, you really would. I think that we would lose you for a while. I think while. I would. I know. I know. Yeah. I'd black out for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Sam, anybody bit, for you? I don't really get nervous around celebrities. I think they're just people. How about like Wycliffe John? No? Well, I might get his name <laughs> wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest story ever. But is there anybody? Because like you like Muse, you like these other people. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. freak out. You've met I them, might haven't freak you? Out. Yeah. Well, I might freak out for the lead singer of Muse. I really enjoy their music, and I think that might be one. But otherwise, eh, you know. Do, do we I'm, do we tell the Wycliffe story again or not? <laughs> you if you want to embarrass me again, yes. I mean, it's not embarrassing. It just, you didn't know who the guy was. And and, and I got to tell you, I think that he had a different look too. I don't know if you would have recognized him before, but but um, yeah, Sam is a great photographer and was doing photography for, for iHeartMedia in Austin. There was, what was the big deal in Austin? Was it for South by Southwest or what was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was South by. So, oh, do we just call it South by? Yeah, we do. South by? The um, South so, by. Uh, you, you don't call it just South by, do you? The South by. Okay, stop it. <laughs> anyway, so so she gets there, and some publicist is walking around with this guy who's got a guitar, and introduces him to Sam, and Sam says, "Oh, nice to meet you. What did you call him? Michael Jones. Michael Jones. Good to see you, Michael Jones. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Carrie? I mean, you know, this is my child. I'm a That's musician different. and all. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Michael and Jones. I guess the the PR person was like, "I'm sorry, what? Because Michael didn't say anything, right?" He just kind of looked at me. You know, I didn't know who he was. He introduced himself. I couldn't hear him. Kind of hard of hearing. So, <laughs> I just don't know how that name sounds like Michael Jones ever. I don't know. Maybe it's just that's what it sounded like. So he and, said, well, he said, Michael well, Jones. And you said Michael Jones is what it, that sounds yeah, like. Yeah, that, that's basically how it was. Because I, I, they didn't prep me on who was going to be there. They just kind of prepped me on who the host was going to be for the podcast they were doing. Now... The the PR person was like, you're kidding, right? Like, she was beside herself. Yeah, she was like, you're joking, right? You're joking. I was like, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At what point did you find out it was Wycliffe? After the podcast was recorded. And they introduced him as Wycliffe Jean. Right. At yep. that moment, did you leaving. know that name? Or did you were you like, oh my God, that's Wycliffe Jean? Or did you have to look him up? I had to look him up. I mean, I recognized his name, but I couldn't, you know, put a finger on what he right. was famous for. And then I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, well, th- you know what? That happened. There you go. Carrie, would that happen with you with Bon Jovi? Would you just call him uh, like Bobby? I, I'm pretty sure I could get his name, but after that, yeah. I don't know the way you're talking mush. about it. I'm not sure It'd you could. Mush coming out. Mm. You know what? I'm just going to open the phone lines to find out who, who people would, would fanboy or fangirl over. Why not? We did the freaking State of the Union. Did all this politics Politics, stuff. Politics, politics. We got the angry teachers and parents all the time. We can do that one tomorrow. Let's just take some calls on it. What the hell? Who would you fanboy or fangirl? Because think about it here. Who do you think is the most famous person on the planet right now? Oh. Beyonce. In in any realm, the most famous person you think is Beyonce. Oh. Um. On the planet, everybody knows who this person is. No doubt, the most famous person on the planet. You know who, Carrie. You know who. You don't want to say who, but you know who. Who is it? Kim Kardashian. Sam, 
Well, okay, so well, yeah, probably a lot. Yeah, I'm going to say, and I think, and I think I'm right, and I wonder if you guys agree. It's Donald Trump. I think he's the most famous, like, like Muhammad Ali was the most famous person on the planet when he was alive. Elvis was the most famous person on the planet when he was alive. Michael Jackson was the most famous person on the planet when he was in his prime and he was alive. Uh, and, and those people I think I could have interviewed, and I've interviewed Trump a lot of times. Um, I've interviewed Khloe Kardashian. I've interviewed Caitlyn Jenner. Some of the Kardashian thing, I would not, Kim Kardashian wouldn't freak me out to have her on. But I, I would say that he's probably the most famous, and I'm lucky enough to have interviewed him a lot of times. So I guess that's why I say I don't think there's anybody alive now that I would freak mm-hmm. out over. But I think that I probably, um, would, uh, my heart would skip a beat with Elvis around just because of the pure talent the guy carried. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. if oh, you, absolutely. Yeah, and I think if you were saying, like, dead, for me, I think it would have been Prince. Yeah, that would have been that would have been an interesting interview because I think I might have fanboyed a little bit because I thought Prince was unbelievably talented. I think talent freaks me out a little bit more than just notoriety or fame. You know, does that make sense? And I, I don't find John Bon Jovi talented at all, so I could just interview, not a problem. Go right at it. Okay. So yeah, someone who right. can truly sing would intimidate you. Is what you're saying? Uh, no, because um, I think that they actually have said, "Holy crap, Pax, that's you. You sing great." Um, but, but no, maybe not. <laughs> No. Prince no. was amazing to me because the guy was like 5'2", and just this little guy, and who came from an abusive house, and still mm-hmm. came out with... I remember somebody, when he was just becoming popular, a woman that was a, was a singer in one of the groups that I freelanced my saxophone when I was a teenager in, in my early 20s, and she said, I think Prince is the Mozart of today. And I was oh, like, wow. get out of here, come on. And, but then I listened to some of his stuff. His yeah. song was His songs were so different. Some really deep voice, kiss, he's doing falsetto the whole thing. It, it, it was amazing what he put together. So I, I don't know that I would fanboy to where I couldn't question him, but I certainly would have been more about the technical aspects of how the hell are you doing this? Um, and that might not, not have been as interesting to the audience as interviewing somebody else, if that makes sense. Mm, you know what okay. I mean? Yeah, but there's nobody that would be, you'd be like, oh man, I can't believe that. Well, tell me who you think it would be. Who do you think it would be? Well, I don't know. You know I mean, me pretty well. I mean, we no, all I mean, know, you know, the Jane Seymour, how the Jane Seymour thing went down. I was trying to joke um, with Jane Seymour. She has no sense of humor. Mm-hmm. She can get over herself, whatever. <laughs> Dr. Okay. Quinn, you know what I mean? You can, you <laughs> yeah. Shut your okay. face. For those who don't know, the Jane Seymour thing was, hey, you know, Jane, we had a thing back in the day. This is probably 12, 13 years ago now. <laughs> Maybe even more than that. It might have even been the morning show. Who knows? But, um, but, but she didn't that get the, the joke. Yeah. I was trying to break well, the ice. She was like, oh, I want to talk about my jewelry. I'm like, okay, whatever, Jane Seymour. Okay. I think you're fanning just a little bit. I deleted her right off the social media, out of there. Mm. All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Who would you fanboy or fangirl over if you had an opportunity to meet this person? I'll take your calls when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Hi, right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for being here. The Joe Pag Show. Who would you fanboy or fangirl over? We've got a lot of people who want to be heard, Carrie. A lot of people calling and they want to be heard. Good. And, and we don't have as much time as I'd like. So let's uh, we'll get to them in a second. 
Uh, before we do that, though, we've got to tell you about Stamps.com. It's a great sponsor of the program. It is a great helper to small businesses. If you're selling things online and the pandemic pushed so many of us to start doing stuff online, no matter what it is, you could save money and save time by not going to the post office, not going to UPS. You save money and save time by using Stamps.com. For over 20 years, they've been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS services that you need right from your computer wherever you happen to be, whether in an office, could be at your home office, wherever you happen to be. If you've got those, those things, we all, have, we all have them now, right? Printers and computers. You can save a bunch of money, up to 40% off of USPS, up to 76% off of UPS. Again, you're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Sign up right now at Stamps.com. Stamps.com, use promo code PAGS, get a special offer, including a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page, enter code PAGS. Stamps.com, get that done right now. Let me see who, who people are fanboying or fangirling over. Um, by the way, during the break, Gabby said Johnny Cash. I said, well, no, I, I would love interviewing Johnny Cash when he was alive, obviously, but I don't think I would, I would freak out over it. And, uh, and then she asked me Adam Sandler. I got him Sandler. Hmm. No. I like him, but I'd be perfectly fine having Adam Sandler on the show. Uh, let me go to uh, the phone line. It's going to be line two. Vin, Virginia, what do you what, talk to me. What do you think? Hello, Vin. Hey, Joe. Hey. Um, I agree with you about meeting Steve Perry. Uh, I've met uh, Rick Medlock of Blackfoot, uh, one of my favorite vocalists, and... Um, uh, Dennis D. Young, uh, but I agree with you on that. Uh, it would be uh, Steve Perry. Good. Well, go. I, I'm with you. I just think the, the way that man sang, oh, how the hell did you do that? Mm-mm. Yeah. I would totally fangirl over Steve Perry, too. Yep. No, I didn't say I would fanboy over. I said I would like to interview him. No, I said I would. So Steve Perry's right up there with Bon Jovi? Well, no. I mean, I mean he's up there, but not right next to John, you know. Johnny. Don't call him John or Johnny. <laughs> don't don't, don't do that. I can do it. You no, always do it. No, knock it, it off. Like, What's the matter with it. you? Jennifer, Battle Creek, talk to me. Good good evening, Joe. Hi. I uh, got to live out a dream. I met in uh, a couple members of NSYNC back in 98, but I met Backstreet Boys back in uh, 2019 on my 40th birthday. Me and my aunt went to Vegas so I could go see their show. Nice. And I got their backstage pass and I met them and I'm like, wow. Did you freak I out? I put my arm around Nick Carter. So <laughs> there you go. You're, are you going to be okay? You're all right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just, I just had, I, I wasn't feeling good that day though because I wasn't drinking enough water. So I was a little dehydrated. Well, that's no good. So you were dehydrated for Nick Carter? What the heck? No, 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 no. I was dehydrated because I wasn't drinking water got, enough. Got, got, got you, Jennifer. I appreciate it. Well, thank God you got to meet him. I think it's awesome. Uh, uh, Carrie, in sync or back, Backstreet Boys? Which ones? Uh, no. Oh, which Neither? one? Neither? Uh, no. No. Sam? None of the boy bands. Definitely Backstreet Boys, but I've met most of the members of in sync and they're all pretty cool. So, Polo? <laughs> in sync or Backstreet Boys? I don't well, know. I saw Backstreet Boys in concert, but um, I think I'd have to say in sync. I think Backstreet Boys' music was better, although NSYNC had Justin, right? So he was probably a bigger star than anybody else in there. I say Justin as if I know the guy. Yeah, you don't. Timberlake, you know. JT. JT, yeah. I just call him Jesse. All right, when we come back, we'll get back to some political stuff. Like, why don't you talk about the issues? Well, we've got a guy who was locked up for a year after January 6th. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy on. His name is Troy Smox. You might not have heard of him before, but you're about to. And we're going to make sure that he's seen because for over a year he wasn't seen. And it all had to do with January 6th. Troy, I appreciate you coming on. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Um, uh, either you sent me an email or you sent my, my producers an email. And we looked into it. And I, I think it was to me. And, and, and the bottom line was you're a January 6th protester who was locked up and you were behind bars for, I mean, you just got out like a, a little while ago, right? You were in for more than a year. That's correct. I got out on January 12th. Why were you held so long? Were you actually charged with anything or were you convicted of anything? What, what were they holding you on? Because it seemed to be completely against the, the Constitution and the Eighth Amendment to not give you guys the ability to bail out and, and produce a defense. What, what were they holding you on? Well, uh, the, the crime that I was charged with was basically political speech, free political speech. I wasn't even at the Capitol. I just wrote about it on Parler. Wait a second. The, the government. I'm sorry. You weren't at the Capitol in January? I thought you were. You weren't even there? I was in D.C., but I was not at the Capitol. I was at my hotel. I just wrote about it. Did you write burn the Capitol down or something? What did you write? No, no, not at all. It was a uh, political speech. I can actually read the uh, what I wrote. If you've got it in front of you, let me hear it. Definitely. I, I mean, what the, what the heck could it's, you possibly do from a hotel that caused you to get arrested for a riot that happened where you weren't? It says, uh, today, January 6, 2021, we patriots by the millions have arrived in Washington, D.C., carrying banners of support for the greatest president the world has ever known. But if we must, many of us will return on January 19th 2021, carrying weapons in our in support of our nation's resolve to which the world will never forget. We will come in numbers that no standing army or police agency can match. However, the police are not our enemies unless they choose to be. All who will not stand with the American patriots or who cannot stand with us, then that would be a good time for you to take a few vacation days. All right. So, so you basically said if if we don't get this challenge of the election and it was happening, by the way, um, if this doesn't turn out the right way, we believe that the election is being stolen and we'll show back up and we will show this government that they work for us. But I guess the use of the word weapons um, that suggested to the federal government that what you were trying to start a war with the government. Well, yeah, because, you know, weapons, the term weapon has never been defined in the United States code anywhere. It's a it's a term of art, really ambiguous. And the Supreme Court says that political speech is the most highly protected speech in uh, under the Constitution. It stands outside the reach of any any criminal statute. But this Biden regime, they don't care anything about the Constitution. Uh, what I meant by weapons, I'm a Texan. So when we mean Me gun, too. we say gun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when uh, what I was referring to by weapons, I meant banners, political weapons. You know, banners. Well, well, well I mean, uh, if, if I'm, I'm going to read yeah. that and I don't know you, um, can you mm-hmm. understand why I would walk away and say, the day before the inauguration, this guy wants to start a war? I mean, I don't think that you meant that. I'm not suggesting that you meant that. But you can understand why somebody would misconstrue that, right? Well, yeah, I could see that they would it unless they asked me about it, but they never asked. Which is all they, they had to do. Assumed. Hey, well, what, did you, what did you mean by that? Exactly. And yeah. uh, it wasn't until later that I, I told them this is what I meant. Well, you're um, out. So but, did they drop the charges? Did, they, did you win your case? I mean, uh, you're, you're, not, you're not under arrest. You're not uh, like some of these people have been sentenced to 
hard prison time and, and then 20 years of probation afterwards or parole afterwards. Did you win? Did they drop the charges? What happened with you? No, what I had to do, I had to plead guilty to the charge in order to come back to Dallas in the red state of Texas in order to fight it on First Amendment grounds. And that's what we're doing now. All right, so so you you pled guilty, but you're asking for an appeal, or how does that work? How do you get it overturned if you admitted guilt? Well, the Supreme Court has said since 1968 that this type of speech, political speech, is beyond the reproach of any statutory laws. That you cannot prosecute someone for political speech or labor union speech. But in D.C., D.C. is corrupt. It's uh, off the constitutional reservation. It's Troy Smocks. I want you to follow him on Getter, G-E-T-T-R dot com slash users slash T-A-S-M-O-C-K-S. I'm over on Getter as well. I'm going to go and follow Troy in a little while here. And uh, and when I do that, go and see who I followed most recently, and you can follow as well. Troy, you've got to follow me. I'm, uh, I'm at Joe Pags over there. Um, actually, I think it's at Joe Talk Show over on Getter. Either way, on January 6th, uh, you know and I know that you and I were getting the result we wanted. And here's what I mean. You had somebody in the House say, I am challenging those delegates' votes. And then somebody in the Senate said, I agree with that challenge. Constitutionally now, you've got somebody in each body who is going to challenge. Now you've got to make those individual bodies vote on on the delegates and who should be the president from that state. Um, And instead of like in the House where California has a million different representatives because of their population, they only get one vote. And by the votes, President Trump had more Republican votes because there were more red states than blue states. So the challenge was going to happen, and there was, a, there was an honest chance that President Trump would have been deemed the winner had the process just continued. Troy, here's the problem. The riot at the, at the, 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 the House, the riot there at the Capitol, literally stopped the process that you and I wanted to see happen. Now, I don't know that Trump would have been named the, the, the winner. Who knows? It, there was a chance. Biden still might be the president, but you and I wanted to see that play out. So why prosecute you? on something that you said after bad guys stopped the process that we wanted to finish. Are you following what I mean? Joe Biden benefited from that riot that day. Donald Trump did not. I I, I do. You have to understand something. There were millions of people in Washington, D.C. on that day. And not all of them were there um, because to contest the, uh, the electoral college vote. A lot of them were there to protest mass mandates, and telling them that their business was not, their business was not essential, and the business down the street, you know, the liquor store was. Nobody's so talking about that. Literally, nobody. You realize that the mainstream media is pretending there were fifty to seventy-five thousand people there. I I was well, told early on that it was about two hundred fifty thousand. You think it was millions? Yes, there was at least one to two million people there, as far as the eye can see, and and they weren't all white. They were, if you had carrots, celery, beans, peas, you had everything in there to make a great cup of American stew. Well, Troy, I mean, I, I could be, I, I could be wrong, all. but but you don't appear to be white to me. So, I mean, uh, no, I, but, e- either, <laughs> e- either, yeah, either you're somebody who didn't understand that the white supremacists were taking over the Capitol, or you're somebody who truly believes in the process, and you're somebody who truly believes in the Constitution, and that we, we should have the right to challenge um, a, a, a questionable election. And that's literally what you were trying to do. Did you have any inkling of going on January 6th? You were there, but you were at your hotel. Why didn't you go? Why didn't you actually go and, well, and hear the president speak? I don't mean go to the Capitol and riot, but why didn't you go and why weren't you in the street? 
I were at, I was at the ellipse. I did hear the president okay. speak. But prior to arriving at the ellipse, being black, I passed by four black police officers that were already talking about doing harm to the Trump supporters if they came down to the Capitol. And so, I, you know, I'm a kid of the 60s. I was around in the riots of 1968. So I know what happens when, you know, police get the go ahead to beat up on protesters. Wow. So you decided I'm not going to be a part of that. And I don't blame you. Listen, I... I would not have gone to the Capitol that day. I would have seen the president speak, Rudy speak, Don Jr. I would have seen all these people speak, and I would have felt very, very proud that we have a constitution in this country where you can question something that is that is questionable. Uh, that, that is questionable. That election still to this day is questionable. We're now hearing out of Arizona that probably there are 200,000 ballots that are in question. So Trump may have right. legitimately won that day. So there's a process where we can ask that question. But what I don't understand is is why people went to the Capitol and started rioting. Now, we've heard since then that there were some some provocateurs. There were people from the other side pretending they were, but John Sullivan, we know, is an Antifa and BLM guy who was wearing Trump garb, telling people to go in and tear the Capitol up. You got this guy, Ray Epps, that nobody's allowed to talk to, who's whispering in people's ears, go in there and let's go start some trouble. So there were people on the other side pushing those who went in to go in. Doesn't mean you have to go in because they're pushing. But like I said earlier, Biden benefited that day and Trump didn't. What do you know happened that day that I don't know? Because uh, part of your email to me was, there's a real story here that nobody's talking about. The real story is that the people that went down to the Capitol had no clue that the president was going to invite everyone to take a walk down to the Capitol prior to him actually saying so. And those that did go down to the Capitol, they didn't start the fight. The police the uh, Capitol Police and the Metropolitan Police, they began targeting the women, the elderly, and children in order to incite the men to, to fight them back. These guys were not fighting from where I was before I went back to my hotel. I could actually see them turn their back to the Capitol Police toward the monument, and they were beginning to sing America the Beautiful. The police attacked them again from the rear. So uh, as the, the battle began, to surge, these guys went into the Capitol, but the police were letting a lot of them in the Capitol through the, the east side, while the west side of the building, all hell was breaking loose. Wow. And the thing is, Nancy Pelosi needed the interior of the Capitol to be breached because what they were afraid of, and my post has a lot to do with this, they didn't want the Trump supporters, the two million Trump supporters that were there to come back to Joe Biden's inauguration on the 19th, carrying Stop the Steal signs in front of the world's eyes. Let me stop you. So if you're saying, what if I hear what you're saying, Nancy Pelosi needed that to happen that day. The Capitol Police, according to you, incited what happened that day. Ray Epps and this guy John Sullivan are inciting, they're from the left, are inciting that to happen that day because Nancy Pelosi's whole plan was to lock down the Capitol and have the inauguration with no audience whatsoever. That's correct. If you remember, at first they were talking about having an, a, a virtual inauguration. They were, yeah. Yes, and uh, the more the closer that we became to January, well, sixth onto the twentieth. Yeah. She wanted to lock the Capitol down with that chain link fence and National Guard troops to prevent the Trump supporters from coming back there and embarrassing Joe Biden. 
but she needed a national security issue in order to arise, in order to give her legal justification for locking down the Capitol. And the riot gave her that. They had to breach the interior of the Capitol in order to raise that national security issue. It's Troy Smocks, T-R-O-Y-S-M-O-C-K-S. You find him on Getter, T-A-S-M-O-C-K-S. Go follow him. Are you off of the other social media? Is Getter where you're doing most of your work now? Yes, Getter. Okay. It's it's a very good website. I mean, I, we built it very quickly, and, and hopefully once Truth Social gets up and running, we can get going over there as well. Um, uh, your story is one that's unique because nobody's allowing for stories like yours to be heard. Um, j- just one last thing on the Capitol that day, and then I'm going to ask you one more thing about, about your appeal and your uh, attempt to overturn this. The first thing about the Capitol, we've all seen the video where the police are literally moving the barricades and letting people in. They're literally saying, go ahead, I disagree with you, but it's your right to do this. And what you're saying is that was on one side, knowing that the police on the other side would then give people a hard time for breaking in. What the hell are you doing here? So, And they all had to be in communication. They've all got the same communication devices. So they've got to know, and Nancy Pelosi is in charge of the Capitol Police, they've got to know what they're doing. They let people in while they were all in session, while they were debating on January 6th, the election, and once they're in, you cause as much mayhem as you can and shut down the process. And then all the Republicans that were challenging were then quiet, and they said, yeah, let's just, let's just certify the election and move on. I mean, is that... I'm hearing you right, and I've talked to other people in the past year or so about this as well. That's what you think happened, right? The Capitol Police on purpose let them in and then started fights with them to stop the process that was going on and give Nancy Pelosi the right to lock it down. That's correct, and this is why no one is, uh, the courts or the lawyers are not allowing the January 6th defendants that are in D.C. to have a voice. Nobody's talking to them because they don't want this story to come out. As big a story as this was, I would expect the New York Times, the Washington Post, ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, Newsmax, everybody to come to you and say, we want to talk to you. Have you been hounded by the media? Are they trying to get your story? No. Of course not. No, they're trying to go with the left side narrative that everyone was there to stop the certification or the decertification of the, uh, of the election, and that's not true. Just like Joe Biden and the DOJ came on television and told the world that all these guys in D.C. were white supremacists. Well, I'm not a white supremacist. I was there with them. They didn't kill me. They didn't harm me. So if they're white supremacists, they're not real good at it. No, they're not very good. And just like, you know, Donald Trump was the biggest racist ever, but he, he did so much for the black community. Uh, he's a really bad racist. He's not very good at it. Uh, Troy, I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. I hope that more people will open up their microphones and cameras for you to come and tell your story as well. I've got 30 seconds, maybe. Where is the process with you attempting to get this overturned? Is this something that you can civilly take to the Supreme Court and say, hey, this was an illegal prosecution to begin with because it was political speech? Is that the angle? Yes, but I only have to take it to the district court here in the red state of Texas to have that done because everything that was done in D.C. was totally illegal and against the Constitution. I got you. I'm trying to raise funds through my uh, my gives and go in order to pay the attorneys in order to to uh, to represent either put that address out there or we'll send them to your getter. You want to put the address out there now? Sure. It's uh, www.givesingo.com forward slash. G as in George, 27CR, as in Charlie Romeo. G27CR? That's correct. Okay, so go there. Give, send, go. G27GR. Uh, CR, sorry. 
Uh, G27CR. Go there and help him out if you'd like to. It's uh, Troy Smocks. Go follow him on Getter as well. I'm sure if you, you didn't jot that down fast enough, go and follow him on Getter. And again, the Getter address is T-A-S-M-O-C-K-S. Troy, I appreciate you coming on. Let's talk again, okay? Okay, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. We're back, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. Very interesting story from Troy. Check it out on Rumble. It'll be up there a little bit later on. Rumble.com. Look up Joe Pags. J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Carrie, I've got like 45 seconds. Can you just give me the, the, the meat and potatoes on that education story? Uh, from the Blaze, officials with a Michigan public school district contacted employers of parents who criticized the district's COVID-19 policies and allegedly even kept files on problematic parents. And one of those parents who filed a lawsuit against the district said she was fired after the district contacted her boss. This is happening in the Rochester Community Schools in Michigan. Just so I understand, so there were the parents were concerned about the education of their kids. And the mm-hmm. school district decided, the let, policies. right, yeah. let me contact their employer and tell yes. them that they're questioning education. And some of the employers fired them? Yes, at least one woman was fired after the district contacted her employer. Remind Crazy. me tomorrow, please. I think okay. we have to revisit that story. Okay. And happy All birthday, right. Bon Jovi, whatever. Let's do some pop culture. Dirty pop. All right, Polo, what's happening? Talk to me. All right, so have you, you've heard the story about the Tindler Swindler guy? Yes. Okay, so apparently he got scammed uh, this time around. Um, Good. I guess he was trying to get um, verified on Instagram, and this couple, I guess, made him believe that they could make it happen because the guy worked for the company or whatever. And so they ended up getting, like, over $6,000 from him and then disappeared. Well, I mean, uh, the guy stole millions, though, so that's right. not really enough. Right. Too bad they didn't get him for more than that, but at yeah. least a little bit of payback. All right, we got to go. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great night. Bye. This is The Joe Pegg Show.